This podcast is for educational purposes and not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment for yourself or others if you are a practitioner. Consult your own physician for any medical and psychiatric issues you may be having. Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatry Podcast. I'm Courtney Snyder, a physician and holistic adult and child psychiatrist. In this episode, I'll be talking about how having our head on straight can impact our mental health. I'll be discussing the role of the atlas, neck injury, posture, how flexible we are, what is called upper cervical instability, and the vagus in relation to brain symptoms. Whether our head is on straight literally can impact our mood, concentration, sleep, how able we are to engage socially, our stress response, the health of our gut, our heart rate, blood pressure, how inflamed we are, and much more. In these modern times with cell phones and laptops, we look down a lot. This raises our likelihood of having problems that originate in our neck. A previous neck injury and or a tendency to be flexible can make us more vulnerable here. Aside from issues with the neck causing brain symptoms, it appears that of those with brain-related diagnoses, flexibility is very common. I'll elaborate on this in an upcoming episode, but in the meantime, know that misalignment of the upper part of the spine is an often overlooked problem for those with brain symptoms, chronic complex illness, and or mysterious health issues. So here are my 10 thoughts. Number one, the atlas, or C1, is our first cervical vertebra. This bone sits between the head, or skull, and our spine. In Greek mythology, Atlas was a titan and demigod who was condemned by Zeus to forever carry the world upon his shoulders. Our atlas bone, too, has a heavy burden to bear, as our heads weigh about 5 kilograms or 11 pounds. Keep in mind, most babies are between 5 and 8 pounds, so heavier than most newborn babies. When our head is not straight, including being tilted forward, the force on the atlas increases. At a 15-degree tilt, the force from the head increases to 27 pounds, and at 45 degrees, that force increases to 49 pounds. Number two, There is a lot that travels through our neck. Because our spinal cord runs through our vertebra, including that atlas, misalignment can pinch on nerves and the spinal cord. Tension on the spinal cord can pull on the brainstem, causing nausea and changes in our heart rate and blood pressure. We also have cranial nerves serving the head and neck, including the incredible vagus nerve, which interacts with many of these other cranial nerves innervates almost all the organs of the body, and has more jobs than I can cover here. I do have an episode and podcast post that goes into great detail about the vagus. The vagus runs along the front part of C1, C2, C3, and 4. Just a few extra millimeters of movement can cause compression of the vagus nerve, leading to a mix of symptoms. There are also veins and arteries carrying blood to and from the head. Malrotation of the atlas or poor head posture can compress the main veins, leading to increased head pressure 
and or arteries, leading to decrease in blood supply to the brain. And there's the lymphatic system, which helps remove toxic waste from the head that's also within our neck. How aligned our head is can impact the movement of air in and out of our lungs. Number three, ligaments. These are bands of connective tissue that hold our bones, in this case, C1 and C2, together. The strength of these ligaments depends on the laxity or flexibility of our connective tissue. Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, or EDS, is a connective tissue disorder that results in severe hypermobility. We can be hypermobile and flexible, or double-jointed even, and not meet criteria for EDS. This tendency towards hypermobility is especially common in those with brain-related conditions. More on this again in a future episode or newsletter. Increased movement at C1 and C2 is referred to as upper cervical instability or cranial cervical instability, or CCI. While genetic appears to be the biggest contributor, the strength of our connective tissue can also be impacted by hormone levels and inflammation. There is evidence that a microbial presence for some can also be at play. Number four, physical injury to the head and neck. Flexible or not, injury can cause the atlas, or C1, to shift out of alignment. Possible factors could be a car accident, a fall, assault, impact in sports such as football or hockey, even soccer where there's heading of the ball. Sports in which there's overextension or repeated strain on the neck such as in gymnastics or tumbling could also contribute. It could even be that someone has injury from a procedure such as intubation for surgery, and this is where the head is tilted back significantly in order to get a breathing tube down into the windpipe, essentially. So any situation where the neck is strained, overly stretched, or jolted. Number five, forward head posture. This results from having our head down too much and for too long, such as when we use our cell phones, laptop, a poorly positioned computer, or even reading a book or writing for extended periods. These activities can result in stretching of the ligaments, which can eventually become permanent. The result is a loss of cervical curvature in the upper spine. Some experts argue that it is becoming increasingly rare for someone to have normal curvature of their cervical spine. Normal, however, doesn't mean inevitable or even healthy. Number eight, emotional stress. Stanley Rosenberg's book, Accessing the Power of the Vagus Nerve, nicely describes how an emotional stress response, which could be a distressing thought or memory, can result in specific muscles shifting the atlas in such a way as to impact the dorsal vagus. As per polyvagal theory by Dr. Stephen Porges, the dorsal aspect of the vagus existed to protect us from overwhelming threat. In people, this could look like fainting or even disassociating or checking out, as opposed to having a fight-or-flight response when under stress. Number seven, multiple symptoms from multiple systems. If just the vagus were impacted, there would be a long list of symptoms from many body systems. But there is also, through the neck, the flow of cerebral spinal fluid, blood, and lymph, 
symptoms of misalignment can be persistent or episodic or a combination. And finally, here they are. Neck pain or stiffness, common but not always present. Cracking or popping at the base of the neck. Difficulty holding the head up. Shoulder pain, jaw pain, facial pain. Aching in the rib cage, arm or leg pain. Teeth clenching, headaches, migraine, head pressure. Nausea, bloating, vertigo, dizziness, fainting, balance problems. Ringing in ears, eustachian tube dysfunction. Fullness in the ears. Changes in speech, problems swallowing, changes in vision and hearing, changes in blood pressure and heart rate, POTS or postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, leaky gut, mast cell activation, which causes itself a whole range of symptoms, including autoimmune disease, torticollis and cervical dystonia. These are movement disorders that can also be due to misalignment of the upper cervical spine. The main reason, however, that I'm sharing all of this is because brain symptoms are common and wide-ranging. Mental fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, rage, depression, insomnia, even our social communication, how we engage socially, can be impacted. Number eight, evaluation. Because I am a psychiatrist and not an expert on the head and neck, my job is to notice if this could be at play and know who may need to see a specialist. An interesting way to know if the atlas may have shifted out of place and be impacting the vagus is to look at the back of the throat and say, ah, the uvula is the piece of tissue that hangs in the back of the throat. When we say ah, the surrounding muscles should cause it to rise straight up. If it is pulled to one side, that indicates the vagus is not working optimally. This is often due to upper cervical instability, so a misalignment of the upper cervical spine. Normal imaging, such as x-ray or MRI, does not necessarily identify this issue, partly because this issue can be position-dependent. A digital motion x-ray, which is not covered by insurance and could be expensive, or an MRI, more likely to be covered, in which multiple measures are taken, and in varying positions, can help diagnostically. Number nine, treatment. Research has found that some advanced cultures in antiquity, including Mayan and Egyptians, regularly practiced manual repositioning techniques of the atlas. There are varying approaches that are used and can depend on the severity of the misalignment and the type of specialist. So osteopathic doctors who specialize in craniosacral manipulation, which is different from craniosacral therapy, chiropractors who specialize in atlas orthogonal or other upper cervical interventions, or physical therapists who are specialized in this part of the body. Just getting the atlas in place, however, doesn't mean it stays in place, especially if the foundation isn't being addressed. So strengthening the supporting muscles, addressing inflammation, toxicity, nutrition, stress, and emotional trauma. Those with significant hypermobility and upper cervical instability, and even those who from chronic stretching have a forward head posture, may need intervention to strengthen the connective tissue in that area. Such examples would include prolotherapy 
or platelet-rich plasma. Number 10, posture. Because we are all impacted by our lifestyle, we can all improve posture at our desk, in our car, and even be mindful about how our shoes impact our posture when we walk. We can also be mindful about the amount of time we spend with our head down, stretching those important ligaments. Most of us can also benefit from strengthening the supporting muscles of our neck, upper back, and even our core. I hope you have a greater appreciation of an aligned neck, not only for understanding and preventing symptoms, but for enhancing mood, energy, confidence, and even our dignity. Because this topic has been important to me personally, in this week's paid newsletter, I'll briefly share my own Atlas story and what I do to help keep my own head on straight. If you are interested in subscribing and getting these newsletters and podcast episodes into your mailbox each week, please consider subscribing at CourtneySnyderMD.com or on Substack. Until next time, take care.